for you every Saturday from noon to two by Scotto Walker. Amazing artist, music DJ, vinyl enthusiast. That is flat black plastic. Welcome to Wednesday. It's August 29th, 2018. When you hear the trippy music at 2 o'clock on MutinyRadio.fm, you know what time it is. You know it's about that time to talk about God and stuff or whatever on some call me Tim. Yes, some call me Tim here on Mutiny Radio. I am joined today by Michaela Lassig, comedian, lovely human being, uh, part of the Hella Funny troupe, getting out there in the world of hey. comedy here in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Some Call Me Tim. Thanks. Thanks yeah. for having me. Tilt that down a little bit towards your right. mouth. There we go. That's exactly right. what we want. So uh, usually the first thing we do on this show is I ask you to look deep into the eyes of Sparkle Jesus. And uh, I ask, do you believe in Jesus? I don't believe in Jesus, but what a cool character with like a cool book, you know? Super. <laughs> so, yeah, char- so he's a character in a bunch of stories that people believe you don't think he was a guy who like walked the earth you know i you know it's i guess it, i think it could be possible I, I think that there is some evidence like if he is he's like the f- i think we we said this before well i've said this before but he's the first guy to go viral yeah you know like <laughs> went so viral the first medium was talk then books and yeah right that's, he went hella viral yeah but, but it's because know. he i mean but he was picked up and forwarding other messages that have been relayed mm. in the past. It's not like he made up the idea of being nice to other people. Right, right. Like that was was that so revolutionary? Like, be nice <laughs> to other people. It's, exactly. He just rebranded other, it. He rebranded it. Yeah. <laughs> made it his own. With those eyes, I mean, how can you not, like, follow him? Right. Those are gorgeous. And it's, he, he's a good-looking white man in this particular depiction. Yes. <laughs> which is funny because, I mean, he was... Israel is in the Middle East. Right. So... I, you know, we have a funny <laughs> depiction of our particular religion. Exactly. So, uh, you were, you were raised with a, with a, with a community, would you call Judaism a community or a religion or both? So, uh, huh. <laughs> uh, I call it, I think it's an ethnicity because it, uh, it has a culture and it, and the religion, mm-hmm. um, though you could pick one or the other. I, I think a lot of Jewish people actually are not religious, but they're culturally Jewish. Right. Because they can make um, yeah. latkes. Yeah, exactly. We are really good at that. I actually made some this morning. <laughs> With applesauce or sour cream? What's your, what's your weapon of oh, choice? Oh, yeah. Applesauce and sour cream, both. Like that, yeah. it, kind of mixing them up a little From bit. From old yeah. mashed potatoes or freshly grated potatoes? Um, frozen hash browns. Wow. Yeah. Well, my mm-hmm. mind is being blown here. Uh-huh. It's good. It's really so good. So you use the frozen hash browns and you add an egg and a little bit of flour and some green onions and boom? What? Do you know my Bubby's recipe? I did. I did. I've never <laughs> thought about them. That is so smart because they're already sort of dried out. Exactly. When I use fresh potatoes, I have to put them in a towel or whatever. Mm-hmm. You have to squeeze them out. 
Yep. You got to first. You got to put them in water so they don't discolor. Then you got to put them in a towel and you got to squeeze it till all that liquid's gone and it's all that potato starch. No one has time for that. No one has time for that. No. I also like the Manischewitz box, the little orange box. That mm-hmm. stuff makes good potato pancake. It really does. I like it. I do like it when it's like grainy and th- like kind of thin and you know crispy, lacy. Crispy. Yeah. yeah, that's really good too. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that the, the the Jew thing is is more more cultural because yeah. my my father was Jewish but my mother was not so okay. technically I'm no so actually and that's even mm. farther back my my grandfather was a super Jew okay and my grandmother was a super Catholic but they got married at World War II because the world was falling apart and right. they like loved each other and didn't care about their families and uh, and he became he stayed a Jew and made the deal with her that he would let her raise the three boys Catholic Whoa. because he loved her that much. Yeah. And yeah. so he was a really great guy and he was always doing Shabbos at his mother's house every Friday and he was he was a super Jew. Wow. But so I'm not technically, well, my father's not technically Jewish, neither am I, but I still idealize and relate to the culture mm-hmm. of Judaism because I can cook the food I can make a mean gavilta fish. I like Ugh, a poached. I like I a poached fish dumpling. It's pretty good. <laughs> it's just a poached fish dumpling. It's right, right. But like, and I was a summer camp counselor at the JCC for years and years and years and years. Huh. And I know the songs. I can, you know, Safona of Enigma. Wait. Safona of Enigma. Yama of Akedma. Safona of Enigma. North, south, east, west. I know the. I know the prayers. I know the songs and. And so I want, but then I feel like some Jews are like, well, you can't be a Jew because your grandma, oh. your mom isn't a Jew. Oh, please. I mean, well, first of all, um, because my grandmother is very social, she was the first to comment on the fact this post about this interview, you know, um, on Facebook, her last name is Benjamin. Oh. And she saw that your last name was Benjamin. And she was like, we might be related. That would be so cool. So are, do your people hail from Sacramento? Uh, no, New York. Oh, okay. But whatever they can disperse. That's there's sure. that Jewish diaspora thing going on, <laughs> you know. Um, but uh, and I also last weekend I went to adult Jewish summer camp, so I just learned these songs that you're talking about, yeah. but uh, did not l- know those growing up. The good one yeah. is Lo Yisagoyel Goy Herev Lo Yomeduot Milchamad, which means "Don't walk in front of me, I may not follow. Don't walk behind me, I may not lead." Whoa. Yeah. See, that's why I love Judaism. That's so deep. <laughs> it's great in the kids. It's true. It. It's great. It's and great. wishy-washy, which is like we're allowed to change our minds and be hypocrites, you know? I really enjoy that that's like, well, that, that there's a tenet that learning and questioning is yeah. important, which is exactly the opposite of Christianity. Right. Christianity is like, don't question. Yeah. Have faith. You have faith. Oh, no. Oh. Did you? Oh, no, no, have faith. Like it's all true, right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's uh, it's really interesting to see how that uh, affects. Like, I challenge the authority a lot. Like, even at work and stuff. Like, it's like um, I need to understand the context better. I'm not gonna like just blindly follow you and do whatever you say. So wow, it's like a, I think it's like a I think that's a thing that we should all do. Like for I mean politics. Like we shouldn't just accept. Uh, you know, even study like when people cite different quote unquote facts and stuff. Like we should be looking into that more and like right. you know. Fact I think that our I think that that's like a ten, yeah, it's a strong tenet of Judaism, which is why I think you know question question things and that's yeah. but 
and it was that's the thing is that Christianity is about like faith and shutting up it's like just take it can't you just take it it's like lady why do you have an opinion lady just God said it it's true but yeah yeah, I like I like questioning I got in trouble a lot when I was going to Bible school in, I remember in sixth grade, I would raise my hand a lot and be like, "What's but what's the point? Just tell me what the point of this is." Like, yeah. When we're learning that, and some of our some of the texts are similar between right. um, the Torah and the Bible. When you look at Abraham, or yeah, it was Abraham with Isaac, and he starts hearing voices in his head, and then he takes his son up to a mountain and thinks about <laughs> killing him, and it's like, what, 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 what? Like, yeah. Th- there are certain stories in the Old Testament that I'm like. That are specifically about <laughs> blindly following, right? And and why that's a bad idea? <laughs> yeah, because well, at the end, doesn't like God, yeah, God say, gives him a like, ram. What, what do you think you're doing? Like, I'm here's a here's a yeah, a ram or a yeah, sheep or whatever. He gives him a, he's like, look, there's a you're gonna go sacrifice that thing for me. Thank you, Do- yeah. not your son. <laughs> like, but I was just testing you to see if you would listen to me about <laughs> sacrificing your son. You know, because I'm gonna do it later, and I'm just trying to see if my people will also like do that. I, yeah. There's so many of those stories that I, Lot's wife, like riddle me this, Batman. Like why, you you, okay? Lot is in Sodom and Gomorrah, or Sodom or Gomorrah, either one, mm-hmm. right? And the two angels, boop, boop 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 boop, are sent by God to tell mm-hmm. him, like, hey, leave here because God's gonna destroy it, and we actually like you. You're a nice guy. And then the whole town comes to his door, and they're like, knock 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 we want to rape those hot angel guys that walked in send them out those visitor guys they are hot and he's like nah i'm gonna send out my daughters go ahead and rape them so he keeps the angels safe and he sends his daughters out to the crowd his daughters come back they pack everything up they tell lot and his family don't look back don't look back when god's destroying the city because don't look back so they're running away and lot's wife pining for the life she's leaving behind turns around and turns into a pillar of salt now he's like ah my wife's a pillar of salt i got my two daughters geez i wish i had sons and they keep running into the hills then they think they're the last people on earth so the daughters get lot stinking drunk in the cave and they fuck him so they'll get pregnant to keep the jews going (laughs) What is this story about? And why do we keep telling it? Like, what is the lesson? It's the genesis of Tazak's disorder. <laughs> is that what it is? Is that when, you, when well, parents sleep with their children and they get, like, weird, retarded things coming out? I think that if you, uh, yeah, if you, keep, if you try to keep it in the family a little too much, you get these, uh, I mean, that's why the Eastern European Jews have so many, like, genetic issues. You think so? Oh, for sure. Because they were trying to keep because their cousins. Well, or no one would else would fuck them. Wow. Yeah. Why do people hate the Jews so much? It's been through history, even in the Bible and in the Torah. It's like everyone hate. They're like they're (laughs) enslaved by the Egyptians, (laughs) and then they leave, and then these other people like murder and kill them, and then like Joshua has thirty eight dudes, and they kill a bunch of people, but then like what? I don't... You know, it's not our fault we're popular. (laughs) Is that what it is? I mean, I think it's one of those weird things where it's a religion that's, like, got a lot of tenets that are uh, about survival and survival instinct. And when you're being... When everyone else is being dumb and you're surviving, like, you're going to look like you're the one who's causing it. And I think that that is like the main issue the whole shellfish thing that whole shellfish thing 
it makes sense actually because shellfish yep. are bottom feeders. Exactly. And this is this is a very funny, strange thing. In China, there is a crab that they prize that comes from um, the Gulf of India, like kind of past where the Ganges mm-hmm. River uh, lets out, and they're crabs with these enormous claws, and they're mm. because they eat people. Oh, because shit. the Ganges River is where all the Indian people from India yeah. dispose of their holy bodies. Right. And then there's these enormous holy crabs shit. that eat the people. And the Chinese people are like, oh, we love these crabs. Oh, my God. Because that's lobsters are sea right. roaches. I yeah. Mean, they're little, they're aquatic roaches that eat garbage. They do. That eat dead. Or holy bodies. Yeah. Yeah. Or holy bodies. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it made sense. I, I'm obviously, I'm not kosher. I like love me a bacon wrapped scallop, you know, every, every once in a while and all that good stuff. Cause like it's clean now. Well, maybe not. It might we have like mercury or knows what we've done to the ocean. straws, <laughs> but it made sense that yeah there would be certain dietary laws that were passed down because of survival. So when we look at Leviticus and it's like, what are all these fucking laws? Yeah. And it's, it makes sense because contextually at the time, right? You couldn't eat. You wanted, didn't want to eat sea bugs from dirty water. Like yeah. that was not going to be healthy for you. And I feel like we need to make like new food laws because those ones are like not like worth it anymore. Um, but no I don't know what syrup. they would be. Yeah, no, no corn, corn syrup. syrup. Um, hmm. That wouldn't that be great? <laughs> people are like, we can't support anything with corn syrup in it. Yeah. No soda. It would no. tank the economy. What, yeah. Is that <laughs> if what? the Jews stopped eating corn syrup. That would be yeah. so funny. Well, it's the same <laughs> thing with like years and years ago. I was, because I'm an old lady, I was telling people like, we've had the the concept of electric cars since the beginning. Like, right. why are we... And people say, don't be dumb. The oil complex, the oil industrial complex is everything. And if the United States didn't have that, we would tank in a second and our entire economy would be in the shitter if we weren't doing. (laughs) And it's like, well, you know what we could have done is instead of Chrysler, instead of building big, huge tanks, and then instead of moving those tanks and doing them in Mexico, you could have just kept it here and had them be electric. And people could have had jobs and we could have saved the, I mean, but things change over time but it's the that corn syrup thing we could yeah i mean i mean we could do no corn syrup and no oh i don't i can't believe i'm about to say this because i want i wanted to tie it back into russia but like what if we said no vodka whoa no russian made vodka what if that was like a jewish thing well, I also think that that should be... I, I have no problem with boycotting Russian vodka for all the gays because they yeah. fucking beat oh, up gay people for horrible. no reason and they put them in jail and they, they just don't see them as people. And it's not cool that we care about what how people are getting each other off yeah. or how they're procreating or not procreating. I don't think it's anybody's business. And to subjugate someone for that and to physically harm them because of... It's the absolutely way they were born insane. Is, yeah, awful and gross. Yeah. And I think that we should all boycott. I mean, could you imagine if the gays were like, "We will not drink no more, no more vodka cranberries." That would tank their economy. That would tank their economy. <laughs> well, and is that? I mean, is is that the only power we have left? Is the power of our dollar? Like, I mean, I think so. Don't we? Or I mean, I mean, religion used to be a power that you had to sort of like be a part of, or I yeah. guess there. 
But everyone's like, I feel like it's dissipated. Like the power of religion has, it's like a mix. I could think that there's this weird um, kind of, you know, uh, there's a lot of um, people becoming more religious because they're feeling like they're missing something in their lives now. But then there's Ooh. also like a ton of people completely going the other direction. Sure. So, fill that, I mean, fill that fill that hole that gap with in the middle. Uh, fill that hole with comedy or uh, yeah. food is a great thing as long as it doesn't have corn syrup in it. <laughs> <laughs> food and comedy hmm, does sound a so little Jewish like to me. <laughs> like, but the whole, I mean, when. I guess I get it when something's missing in your life and you go to a place where mm-hmm. there is a sense of community and people yeah. care if you believe what they believe, suddenly you're under the auspices of their care. Yeah. And if you can blind yourself to the, that sort of critical thinking way of looking at it and be like, I'm part of a community and they like me and they respect me and I'm part mm-hmm. of it and it's important, then great. I think religion's cool. Well, yeah. I mean, so what's interesting is that my parents are not religious. My mom mm-hmm. is Jewish. My dad's not. In fact, he came, comes from a family. My grandparents were in the German army and Hitler wow. Jungen. And then my other side is they fled here from Ukraine like a long time ago before the World War II. Sure. But, um... But they were Germans. So, Germans were just Germans. They didn't know yeah, what to do. Right. Like we're following Trump right now, and it's exactly. the same thing. It's just, uh, we, yeah. we could. He might be killing. He could do anything terrible. But with, I, I with, that we blamed the German people mm-hmm. for so long. It's there was a terrible <laughs> guy in his regime, and yeah. then there was a country that was like. I know. Well, as a teenager, I still blame my grandmother for the ho- for the Holocaust. <laughs> but um, but what's funny is that my parents are not religious, so uh, I actually had gone to just a regular like sleepaway summer camp, and all these people were studying for their Torah portions for their bar and bat mitzvahs, oh. and I was like, oh shoot, I want to be part of this. Um, but I do think that like even people within that are born within like a culture and a community that way, like within ethnicity tied to it, like you should question like is the religion part and all the tenets and all the things of Judaism or whatever religion, like something that I actually want to follow. No. And so I kind of like pick and pick yeah. and choose what, I mean, what I think sure. is appropriate with my moral compass. I, I mean, I, I feel that. I what feel about you? Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm exactly the, I was raised insanely Christian, but I did so much work with the JCC that I was like this culture, this community, if I ever had children, mm-hmm. which I'm not going to have children, obviously <laughs> I'm 44 now and I haven't, but if I ever had children and I felt like I needed an external morality, because that's the thing when you have kids, mm-hmm. you can teach them right from wrong and tell them this is right and this is wrong. But the TV is its own culture and yeah. it's going to fuck their heads up and the internet is its own culture and their friends. So it's really nice to have like this external morality that other people believe in where they kind of have your back and mm-hmm. it's like, oh, we're all a village and we all sort of believe the same thing. And so there's more than just mommy and daddy or mommy and mommy or daddy and daddy or mommies, whatever, mommy alone, whoever. It's more than my parental figure mm-hmm. is telling me this is right and this is wrong. Because yeah, that they can easily be like, well, my mom's, fuck my mom. You kind of, with children, you need, someone has to have your back. Yeah, it's the ultimate authority figure. Yeah. Uh, in a way, like to help keep them in line. It's like a little fence around them. Like this sure. is your... 
uh, this you know, is, this is this okay. the area this that's is okay. Say play in here, yeah. think in here, think inside yeah. At this least thought to start. box. Right. Yeah. But then you show them where the gate is or how to scale the fence, yeah. and you're like, do you want to do something bigger? That's fine. Right. If you want to, do you want to learn about Buddhism? That's cool. I wasn't gonna spring exactly. the Buddhism thing. I wasn't gonna, <laughs> I wasn't gonna spring the meditation shit on you until you were at least like nine. But if you want to do it at six, we can get in on it. Like, oh God, I could not sit that still in six. Right. Exactly. But there's. There's a school up the street from here called Brightworks, and it's amazing. And they do yoga like every morning with the kids before they start wow. class to like center them and get their. That's so great. And they they close their eyes and they do like a short meditation, and I mean again they do guided meditations and stuff like that. I mean I'm totally down with that hippy dippy shit. Yeah, me too. I I mean, and respecting children's feelings and letting them learn at their pace and not shaming them when yeah. they don't learn oh, other children's paces totally. all that kind of stuff I'm I'm pretty down with so yeah I mean I went to a Montessori school and that oh, was cool. like that was a you're on, learning by yourself you've got a checklist every day and you do what you can radical responsibility yeah. self-responsibility mm-hmm. radical yeah. self-reliance as opposed to and that's the problem when I was in school I was at I was at a small Christian school that was private and there was this, the same kids who didn't like me from kindergarten through like 7th grade <laughs> like they didn't like me and it was kind of terrible um, but it was so much of the social pressure of like here I am with these people and am I fitting in enough and am mm-hmm. I being too loud or am I being too quiet or am I smart enough am I not why aren't they playing with me at the stuff, stuff outside does it come inside uh oh I hang out with the boys too much like what like there was so oh much was had nothing to do with education that and and I already knew how to read before I started school so it was like there was a lot of stuff that was happening at school where I had time to perseverate yeah. on all these other issues because I already sort of knew what was going on with right. the whole reading books thing like that was. Yeah, and people who like sit in those side, those confines of like, you know, just doing what they're told, they hate people. Like they pick on people like you who think for themselves and kind of like, you know, move ahead of them because it's it challenges their perspective. Yeah. That happens yeah. a lot. Bullies, man. Ugh, I, hate I hate the that. bullies. So bad. I, well, I grew up thinking... And it's so silly how easily, and it's a, it's so ironic because I grew up in a Christian school where people mm-hmm. are supposed to be nice to you. And like, I developed a pretty serious eating disorder in my teens, early teens, through teens and through college. Oh my God, me too. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> but the, I remember the first time thinking about that I was wrong or bad or too right. fat because I was sitting we were sitting in a circle and it was we were I think it was at vacation bible school and we're all reading about Jesus and I remember because we had to wear skirts but they couldn't be too short you had to kneel uh-huh. if it was too short it was too short and but we couldn't wear pa- pants either and I'm sitting there and I put my toes up off the ground it li- lifted my heels up off the ground because I felt like everyone was looking at my fat thighs because they were smushing down on the chair and I was in third grade. I have a vivid memory of like looking down at my legs on a chair and being like, oh, that looks gross. And scooting up to the end of the chair and putting my toes up and being wow. like, okay, now my thighs look skinny. And it was this like, because I was bullied and I was different. And I yeah. think because I was smart, they didn't know what else to call me. So they called me fat, which is weird. <laughs> so it's like, that's so weird. So I grew up thinking I was this fat person <laughs> and I was never fat. And I look back now and I'm like, I had such severe body dysmorphia Mm -hmm. for years 
that I mean it took years and years to like unpackage that and it all happened at it under the watchful eye of Jesus you know yeah and so and I was you know and I was praying to Jesus Jesus, you know how do I fit in how do I make these girls like me how do I do that and that's always been my dilemma is do I have a moral compass and do I have integrity to who mm-hmm. I am and what I believe or do I just do what everybody else does because everyone else is doing it <laughs> even if I don't like I know. it it's a constant struggle just... it's a constant so struggle because like I don't know why but I need so much external validation I need so yeah. much like I look I mean I'm on Facebook and Instagram and all those things so many times a day and like it's horrible but I like and so I like for the last you know whatever years I mean I'm in my 30s I like I've tried to like reel it back I'm like all right Michaela what do you think of yourself and don't be rude about it like be nice and like and but you know it's really hard you get caught up and I mean ever with all the technology and everything we have like it's so hard not to be uh you know our worst enemy yeah yeah be like I'm not good enough why am I and I think that this I'm not good enough thing actually comes from TV. Yeah. And from Kim Kardashian. And it's like, you know, I think it's great that we're being more body positive and saying like huge asses are great. And we've always thought huge boobs are great and different sized women are great. And I think that's all awesome. But like, but those aren't naturally acquired by those role models. Right. But then so also weird. the role model has to do with the physicality of the woman and not, they aren't being like Kim Kardashian. She's so fucking clever. Yeah. Like nobody's. It's still physically based. It's still yeah. physically based. It's the same thing mm-hmm. back to the, to the Jewish thing. Queen Esther. Oh, How amazing. Yes. How amazing Hadassah was. And what did we learn from Hadassah? Like, have a hot rack and don't look Jewy. They changed her yeah. name to Esther because Hadassah yeah. was too Jewy. Mm-hmm. And she became the queen accidentally because she was so gorgeous. And everyone's like, she's so beautiful. <laughs> and it's a bummer because they didn't. she didn't save the entire Jewish people because she was clever or good at puzzles or an incredible diplomat. It's because she was fucking hot. And that yeah. sucks. It like, sucks. I mean, it because what... What role we're taught, like, it's be pretty first, be funny second, be smart third, or be... A hundred percent. Like... Yeah, I mean, we'll think about this. Like, like I'm single, so I'm on the dating apps and stuff. So, like, it is exactly that order where you're looking at pictures first, then you look at, like, what they said about themselves. Is it witty enough? And then next. And sometimes you don't even look at that part. You just look at the face or the... And how are we, like dividing people now amongst I just think that I've never internet dated and it, it's Ugh, one of the things that I'm kind don't of, do it well I'm really pretentious about it okay. because I'm like some say raise the bar some say lower the bar I say meet at the bar like why don't people just meet out in public I was taught that mm. if you can't like if no one will talk to you anymore no, but, everyone's but, so like complacent and just being like and looking at their, their little phone. thing yeah the, the best thing is that if I was one of my friends she dated she actually found her wife uh at at a she went salsa dancing 
and she liked to be the guy's part and she met her and they salsa danced together that's mm-hmm. that's the kind of shit yeah. where I'm like or you go to you yeah. decide that you like I'm gonna write poetry and then you go to community college and take a right. po- free poetry class and you meet a hot <laughs> poet guy or like you know like that's yeah, how no, I, I know. Like, well so I did do I do like I've been uh, using that method and um, actually that's kind of how I became a comedian so I Never went date a comedian they're gross <laughs> well I didn't okay, so good. I went backpacking <laughs> by myself and I was like because like I love backpacking and I was like I, I was gonna try to do a trip by myself in the mountains or in, in the Europe's the mountains okay yeah in, like a, ba- in like a tent and like and the bringing in the foods yeah. of your own foods mm-hmm. carrying that stuff and I met a guy and it turns out that he was like homeless alone on the trail yeah met a homeless I man. met a homeless man <laughs> and then I wrote a story about it on medium and uh under a pen name because I have like a day job and sure. uh and then I, um, it went viral uh, <gasps> for the week. See, you did it. You yeah, I did viral. it. I went viral once, which is good. Which is good. Um, and also no STDs from that, so fair. Good. Um, but no, uh, so, but then I got, like, true millennial style, I got jealous of my pen name <gasps> and all the attention she was getting. And I was like, you're not even a real person. So I switched it back to my name, at which point my parents saw it because I'd already been bragging. And, um, well, long story short is that, like, I've realized that, like, my hobbies don't, like, find me, like, the best, like, um, Life like, mates. suitors. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but the, the funny thing is that I did tell that story at an open mic at Brainwash, um, Oh, brainwash. Um, the first time I ever told any jokes and, um, you know, people happened to be there like Stroy and he invited me to to do like a, a set in a in a showcase next and then it just, that was it great but like it was all because this one homeless guy <laughs> so that was pretty cool that, but that yeah dating when you were right? camping alone that's... <laughs> that i met camping alone and we became friends on instagram wow and then you know it evolved from there he and does he have a house yet? Is there no. a happy end of the story? No, he's still homeless. Well, you know, actually, I don't know. Um, I try to not keep tabs on him. And he gotcha. did live with me for a little while. So uh, I've done uh, that too. Yeah. <laughs> I once um, thought that a guy liked me and he lived with me for two weeks. He was a dirty, scuzzy, very hot oh, um, bike messenger kind of guy with like, yeah. like just really just neck tattoo just very give it to me I it, love that and, uh, and he, he told me stories every, he'd, he was in my house and he'd, he'd read the newspaper every morning and I was I was writing fiction at the time and I, mm-hmm. I wrote a story um, about him sort of just loosely based on him but about 1993 jail and a, and a character and it's anyways but after mm-hmm. like I sort of wrote that story in a week and um he started being kind of mean to me and he was like living in my house and reading the newspaper and I'd be like, okay, I'm going to go out to work now. What are you, what's going on? Yeah. And after two weeks I was like, you don't even like me. You're you, just here because you need a place to live. Yeah. You like my house. <laughs> and he was like, oh, oh, I was like, you gotta go. And that we like never talked again. And I just thought it was such a bummer. Like I thought for a minute there I was like I really like this guy he's right. hot we were having good sex like right. every, everything seemed on the up and up um, <laughs> and then all of a sudden I was like oh my god I'm so blind you're just yeah. here because it's a place to live a hundred percent that is like it, my story exactly it sucks <laughs> this must it be what it's like to be like happens. a rich dude <laughs> right it must be what it's like to be a rich dude that's exactly but hilarious. like higher stakes clearly like i liked know. him i but but, yeah. uh, but i got a story out of it so it's exactly that's, that's 
Yeah. It's all for the story. It's all for the story. That's what Jesus said. It's all for the story. Yeah. He he did it all for the story, right? He must have. I mean, I don't know. It was... I mean... The five loaves, two fishes thing. That that one always got me because... What was that? I don't know. Jesus um, did... He talked to a lot of people in groups and stuff. Right. There was one group of people. He walked up to him and uh, he'd been talking for a long... It was right after the Sermon on the Mount. It's the Beatitudes and he does these three chapters of speaking and then people get a little bit peckish because they're a little bored and they're like, all right, these are great teachers, (laughs) but we're hungry. And so he's like, put together the food that you have. All of you. And like everyone's like, we didn't bring anything. We didn't know we were coming today to the picnic. <laughs> but they find together five loaves and two fishes, and they bring it to him. And he starts breaking the bread. And he just keeps breaking the bread. Like it just uh, keeps yes, happening the in the fish, the miracle. It just, yeah. And he feeds everyone. He feeds the entire crowd of people with five loaves and two fishes. Sure. And it's a miracle. <laughs> but it's like... Well, I'll tell you what, that is not a Jewish event because every Jewish event I've ever been to has so much food. So much food. So, yeah. but yeah, the miracle, that sounds very vaguely similar to the Hanukkah, the miracle of Hanukkah. Oh, the, it, it lasted it, eight nights. Eight Crazy. Nights. One, one day of this oil. Two loaves of bread or fish. Yeah. yeah. This, all those people. Very similar, yeah. Out of scarcity comes what you need, therefore God provided. Right, right. Of course. Mm. Through a human in case of Christianity. Right. Through his, it's such a weird thing. Through his son that was born of a virgin. So an angel came to marry with a turkey baster filled with God's semen. Well, that's why it's immaculate, right? It's very neat. It was very neat. (laughs) No mess. I think that maybe it wasn't even a turkey baster. Maybe it was like some sort of injection and they they shot the sperm through her belly in straight into her uterus very scientific very scientific with the angel comes touches her now she is and then how awful to have to have a baby when you've never had sex like you've never nothing's ever been stretched down there and yeah. now a baby comes nothing's out ever gone in and now something's gonna go out crazy times like what? what is god what kind of sacrifice does god expect <laughs> and then so he's god in the form of a man but he's still a man so he has the ability to make choices but he chooses to sacrifice even though he could have ran could have run away right but no he knew that he was the sacrificial lamb this was all about god he cries the tears and gets sent to me no 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 i don't want to die everybody loves me i'm totally good at this Mm -hmm. and i just there's like one thing i don't i never understood maybe you can explain this to me because you seem to be like pretty knowledgeable about this kind of stuff <laughs> yeah, is it like a lot of um there are certain sects of uh, christianity that like blame jews for oh killing jesus mm-hmm. i have a joke about it I and, got, and i got in trouble but like if we if Jew, if the jews didn't kill jesus then you'd still have original sin so why are you mad exactly bro? yeah exactly Come on. that's absolutely like true. you should be like praising us and thanking us for doing your dirty work for you i have a joke that i did once and it was so upset a man that he had to talk to me after and i so i i used to i was a cheerleader when i grew up and i do a joke about being a christian cheerleader mm-hmm. and the joke is there's a couple different cheers in it but the main one that upsets people is give me a k k give me an i i give me an l l give me an l l who did the jews kill jesus oh my god and I go, the put, arms put, out <laughs> put those nails in my hands we'll all go to the promised land yay we all get to mansions in heaven yay so i'm making fun of like all yeah. of that and but a Jewish guy walks up to me and goes I am so offended I am shaking right now and I, I was like this joke is out of context I'm dressed as a cheerleader because yeah. I'm cheering at the time it was for a Sylvan event where they during the during the um, Super Bowl they turned the sound off 
during the game and mm-hmm. they talk over it and then they turn the sound on for the commercials. And I for three years was the cheerleader and I would wear a cheerleading costume and make up terrible cheers and I'd run to the bathroom and then come back with like powder all over my face and be like, my father never loved me. Let's do a cheer. Let's do a cheer. Like, like I was, I was being silly and funny. Yeah. And I it's did satire that too. too it satire. You know? And he freaked. We had a conversation about it and I'm like, I'm really sorry you found it offensive. I'm making fun of Christians by doing this. I'm yeah. not making fun of Jews. Like, that's the impetus and because I was raised in that and I have so much background on it I feel like I can make fun of Jesus like yeah you can that's your like you can make fun of your own that's what right. they say right that, I, yeah. I can you don't talk about my mom that way but I I will, <laughs> I will yeah. to her face exactly. <laughs> I like to say yeah. your mom to things at weird times me too yeah your mom your mom <laughs> <laughs> your mom <laughs> but it's all of these I mean, religion almost just provides us with a, with a specific bias or a prejudice that yeah. we go, everyone says this prejudice is okay. Right. So because we're blank, we hate blank, and everyone's okay with that because we're... Yeah, it's a circular logic. Right. Uh, it doesn't really work very well. These poor Muslims. Don't love it. Whoever... I, I, I feel... I live in the Tenderloin, and there's a lot mm-hmm. of people that wear hijabs or and cover themselves or are wearing yeah there's good afghani population there yeah and they have great samosas around the corner in 15 different places and samosas are my desert island food but i'm totally down with muslims too like if you Mm -hmm. believe if there's safety and family and belief and what you do and you i mean if you talk to a woman who's a muslim who covers her head she she does that for her oh she doesn't do that because someone tells her to she does that right. because she wants to do it because she believes right. that you cover your head and there are even some jewish women who wear wigs for god's sake like they oh can't yeah the even show their, Jews. they can't even show yeah. their own hair i know i think that's weird because it like why wear hair over your hair right yeah you trick the system good for you right i mean but, I, yeah. I just wrap it up or do something different i mean if you have to hide your head from god yeah i mean listen like i don't like i don't care what anyone does like as long as it's not like against other groups of people sure like ra- like the radicalization of anything or fundamentalism at all right in any way i absolutely no thank you yeah i don't want and that Christian fundament, the, the hobby Any lobby, of all of it goes crazy when they're like, and that like we don't we don't have to serve gays here. We right. don't have to do. I'm like, oh. do you think they're coming out of the weeds now, or are they? Is it just that like we have more like ways to find out about this stuff, or we're just like more curious? Like, has this always been happening at the same? Have people always rate? hated gays. No, well, like are like all these hate women? crimes that are happening. Oh, and like different, you know, like the Hobby Lobby people, which I is a hate crime. Um, yeah. Any of the other, yeah, or all the, the domestic hate terrorism that happens when everybody's right. mass shootings I mean, for against our own it's people, like clusters. Well, if you look at the, um, I guess the first mass shooting was in the late '30s, and then in the '60s, the guy on the bell tower in Texas. Yeah, and then, but they've started growing like the what's the math term for it? Like the exponential oh, growth. Esp- yeah, yeah, yeah. Of it, and we're like we're like at a we're at such a steep climb right now right. of like hate crimes and domestic terrorism mm-hmm. and just general fear shit. Like the two ladies getting their throats slit on the MacArthur BART station. Oh my God. I mean, I know what the, I had a show the other day by MacArthur BART station and I was like, should I be scared? Like I mean, yeah. going to this, <laughs> I, I'm, it just seems like random violence and it, 
it's a great question. Is random violence on the rise, or are we just publicizing it more, or is it because of Twitter and Facebook and all these things that we get the yeah. news that much more quickly? Has it always been going on? I, I don't. Think I think it's so. like a yeah. My, I don't. I think so either. Maybe I think that. Also, I think it maybe took other forms before. Right. I think that like accepted uh, forms like it's lynching. popular. Oh. It's part of the zeitgeist now to do it this way. Sure, fuck. I ew. I, I think what's gotten. That. I think that's oh, that zeitgeist. It's a great word. Um, <laughs> that that movie kind of messed it up. But the words oh, zeitgeist yeah. and gestalt True. are nice Nietzschean are, terms. They're really lovely. They are things. They are, they are, they are to they say. Are things to say. <laughs> I'm from smart. Philosophers. Uh, it's. Well, things are getting scary, and I think that they are getting scarier because even our president has no regard for laws. Yeah. Like, for decorum. Like, even the laws of etiquette and decorum, he has no... Like, it's like, that's sort of the base thing. It's like, don't spit on people. Don't call them ugly. Don't, I, like, don't call them fat. Everything grab, is like, they're a fat loser. Yeah, exactly. He's our president. So if our president is just, like, throwing out just, like... Yeah. hate and just indiscriminate opinions without facts or backing mm-hmm. it just that becomes part of the zeitgeist too i guess it's okay for us all to just say whatever we want whenever we want to hurt people and not be diplomatic or not be i mean there's an etiquette there's a way that you yeah. interact with people in a public forum but that's that whole thing that we have to agree to certain rules and that's another thing that like religion did bring that was a positive it like brought a set of rules that we all agreed to though i will say emily post's book from like we should have like a new one yes i think that like about dating salads salad forks don't matter that much yeah no one cares but don't use a spoon to eat your salad. You know, but there are people that, I mean, that people yeah. do gross things with silverware or with their fingers. Some children don't even know how to use utensils until they're like 10 because they just have so <laughs> many finger foods. Pizza, chicken right. nuggets, burgers, like fries. Right. Quesadillas. And that's because they Everything threw is Emily Post's book out of the, you know, out the window. And also like, we don't have like, okay, so you go to someone's party um, do you th- what do you bring them? Do you thank them anymore? Like, or you're thank gonna you cards. do you ghost? Like, how do you get out of a relationship that you just started? Ghosting is not acceptable. ghosting is not cool. It's this not acceptable. Is- These are people and they have feelings. Yeah, have you done it? Have I ghosted someone? Yeah, I've done it once. No, I've never ghosted. Oh. I ghost on parties. Like, I'll if I'm oh. at a party with a bunch of people, <laughs> yeah. and I just don't want to say goodbye to everybody. It's just too many people for me to say goodbye <laughs> to. I just. It's, you know, like maybe I'm, I just need to get out of there. I get it. And I, I can't, I can't spend 45 minutes saying goodbye to everybody. Cause it's going to oh. be like 15 conversations. Totally. So I just sort of like, do, yeah, do, do, I call do, it the do, awkward jellyfish yeah. where you just sort of like float away. Like you keep facing everyone and smiling. And then as soon as they turn around, you, you're out. out. I, I mean, that's <laughs> the only ghosting I'll do, but, um, yeah, fair. That's good. I've you're a never... good human. You live by what you agree to. I I don't like ghosting, but I've done it a few times, I will say. I've broken up with two men over my... I, I've, I've always, I'm always the one that gets broken up with. Oh, okay. Well, I guess I left my Are you playing chicken different. with these relationships? You're like, I'm going to stick it out. The, who can stick it out the longest? Stick, no, I mean, <laughs> when I'm unhappy, I usually get out pretty okay. quickly. Unless they keep being nice. One of my ex-boyfriends, and we're still really great friends, and I mm-hmm. think it's because I did it the adult way, where I was just like... You know, we've been together for two years, and sometimes it works, and a lot of times it doesn't. And we're both getting older, and I just don't think it's going to work because yeah, I'm not 
going to change and you're not going to change. And those are the things that we're not happy about. So <laughs> high five, bro. We're just not going to have sex anymore. We can still be friends, right? And he yeah, was like, wow. yeah. And so we're still friends. But he's the only one that I'm like, that I broke up with. And I felt like I did it in a mature way. Yeah. Where I was like, hey, this just isn't going to work. And that's so. pretty cool though you know though you that's if you have too many friends that are exes you might be a psychopath that's what I read in a headline on Facebook wow. yesterday <laughs> uh, it might have been a vice, vice article yeah, I don't know what that actually means I only means. have two I mean I just don't have a lot of ex-boyfriends that uh, one of them over one of them I got 86 from a bar that I still can't go back to that was sort of a bummer because <laughs> oh I used to be a regular at that bar and I cannot go back <laughs> even years later I tried to go back and watch and hang out and they were like you know <laughs> uh, 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 yeah. did you put on a wig or any no, I no just, you just I tried just to thought, waltz in I just think that the statute of limitations on like two years like that, yeah I mean I, I don't know how long I, I thought it'd been years I thought everything was cool no things are still okay Listen, it's fine Pam that was last weekend <laughs> I have trouble with time, time is like a construct that I don't agree I with I just don't even understand what the, everybody agrees on time and I'm like, fuck that shit. <laughs> I've, I've had the same, I've been with my uh, my boyfriend now, and I hate the word boyfriend because I feel like it infantilizes him, but I've been with my, and I hate life partner because it sounds like we're gay. Not that I hate gays, I love gays, but I just don't like, I don't know what to call Yeah, it's him. tough to say. Um, it's not my husband because we're never going to get married. My better half. Better half is nice. Or other half. Other half is nice. I like that. Other half. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's a doll, and we've been together for uh, five years, so... I mean, wow. yeah, nice. I know he's younger. Go younger. It's it, okay. That's I the think biz. I, I have been. I'm a, it's really easy for me with the younger dudes. Yeah. Or John, a John, lot older or a lot. Well, older guys have saggy, saggy balls. And if you yeah. don't mind when their butt looks kind of funny, but when they have, and I've they're never really so dated grateful. anyone with money. Yeah. And they're excited great. to be with like a younger person. Absolutely. And you're not <laughs> covered in weird tattoos, so you can still I have be there. The, they're not weird. They're not weird. Yeah, but you're you right. could. People could tout you around. You could be a pretty trophy wife. Oh, I see. Like, what you're Look saying. at my yeah, hot yeah, young yeah. girlfriend. I'm like, listen, I have weird tattoos. Well, no, I just meant like it. no. But yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I'm, I mean, no one I wants blend to blend in. Yeah, you can. You could be taken to a Christmas party, <laughs> and it would be okay. And, but if that, someone brought me, they'd be like, "Who's a weird tattoo lady? Like, what are you? Is she gonna tell jokes now? She's part of the entertainment. What's going on?" Uh, but going older can be very nice because they have sometimes really nice houses and they have stuff they have stuff and sometimes it's yeah. insta family like they already have you yeah know, like, boom, the, so great. that's a thing like i because i'm also not sure if i want to have kids or anything like it just seems socially irresponsible these days <laughs> right, or environmentally at least yeah um so it's like it would be great if they like i'm gonna catch the next round i'm gonna catch the next wave i'm gonna i want a built-in family i don't want the starter home right. i want the fucking final mansion right house place I want the guy, and I, I I want the guy who, like, the first wife is like, that's, like, I, what I wanted him to be. I want him right. at that, right? you know, level. He's already, he is who he's going to, yeah. Yeah, and then you go, oh, great, I'm on board. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought about that for a while. But instead, mm-hmm. I my, my boyfriend is, my other half is uh, 11 years my junior. Okay. So... 
it's fucking great. Like it's, he's <laughs> Tell like me more. Super hot. He likes skateboards. He plays skateboard hockey every week. Wow. Skateboard like, hockey? Yeah. It's wow. this thing they play where they're all on skateboards and they have sticks and they get a Sapporo can and then they pound it and then that becomes the puck. And then they <laughs> play. And the only rule is you have to stay on your skateboard. Holy crap. So I know it's so dangerous. It sounds it's amazing, so though. Dangerous. It's Friday nights, so he's he comes to my comedy show for an hour, and then he goes and plays, and then comes back. Um, but yeah, so he he skateboards, right. and he can still do like a backflip. Oh and right, like he's, yeah, yeah. He's a young, like he surfs. I and, see what you're saying. He doesn't have like sciatica, and like doesn't make that ugh sound every time he's like sits down or right. And he's, <laughs> I mean, but he's blonde, and he has a mohawk, and he's really, really just he's 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 really really good looking and and i take i hate to be i hate to be like the jewish people against esther right here but he is really really good looking and what did i and i i don't want to be a jerk about it but i mean maybe i'm like doing what the guy like i have i have some Mm. friends who are guys who um are my age and they are but they have they're real people like they they're they work in advertising and they make real mm-hmm. money and like they're oh like they're VPs. real people well, they're yeah, real, yeah. right like they they have homes and things in san francisco oh, and they're okay. they're like they have lots of money and they live in san francisco right so they would never date me because i'm oh. you know because i'm like a real person but they when they date women they're usually between the ages of 24 and 29 i hate that and they tell them when they first start dating them this is going to last about a month. We're going to have an amazing time. I'm going to take you everywhere. You're going to look great. Wow. We're going to have so much fun. I'm going to buy you things. You're going to hang out. I, I got this great bathtub at my house. But after a month, it's going to be over. And they all jump in and go, yay! Like, I would be like, fuck off. Who the Dude, fuck do you right? think you are? They can't fool Get us. Get off your hat. <laughs> Give me a break. That's not a bear trap I'm falling yeah, into. Yeah, on. I get a month Boy, and please. then I get to be sad for the rest of my life when you walk off with another. And then I feel like I'm not hot enough. Fuck you. <laughs> but they, they're like, well, I'm up front. I tell them right away. Yeah, well, it gets them like curious that they could be the exception. Like, that's one of the other things of like this whole, I'm like, change we're, or, I'll be or like, one. I'm like the, I'm the special one. I'm the, the one that's like, yeah, that's like going to be the exception like, I'm going to be the one be. that gets pregnant and then we have babies because he doesn't have any kids yet <laughs> or and it's like he did that by choice that's why he lives in yeah. San Francisco ah, here's, anyways it's but I'm sort of take, I've taken the other perspective of like I didn't I mean I'm in love with Jonathan and he's amazing and he is mm-hmm. very smart and he is yeah. very clever and he's not like traditionally educated but when I met him I liked him because he's so fucking hot. Like I was right. like, this guy is so hot. Yeah, and and it it made me feel like kind of a bad person that I'm like, oh, I see, because I like I don't like that in the men when men do it, but I'm doing it. Right, yeah. but then I had to come to terms with like feminism, and it's it's yeah. not that feminism is the not objectifying women; it's the equality that so that <laughs> we can also objectify men so equally. Yeah, objectify everyone equally. Right. Yeah. So like we should I'm into it. I, I I love I love looking hot young I mean my god. Yeah. I mean 23-year-old skateboard. Well now I have a 33-year-old skateboard and I think he's wonderful. But like man, I watched the World Cup and the, I mean I Oh my god, I loved the World Cup. <gasps> Holy John Summer. My favorite goalie, so hot. There I mean these are like whew. hotties with bodies. Exactly. That's what they are. And and I think that 
because women have been objectified for so long, a lot of feminists will say like, objectification is bad and wrong. And I'm like, okay, we're humans. And yeah. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. It's just like our nature. I agree with you though about like we should objectify everyone equally. I did read something and I I don't want to misquote it so I won't but it was like um something to the effect of like in order to equalize like uh I guess gender roles in relationships and like in terms of like uh those people's especially heteronormative ones uh uh where um you know usually they get married and like the woman's career kind of like plateaus at a certain point or whatever if women get married later and then get married to younger uh guys five years younger than than them uh it equalized the trajectory of their careers wow um or something to that effect and i think that is like i mean that ties back in like we should couldn't we should be pro objectifying men especially a little bit younger than us and we should just date younger men and then we'll all be great they're also super grateful And they really respect, like, the younger guys, the younger man that I'm with, he thinks I'm so smart. (laughs) Like, it's so great. I've never been with anybody that's uh, thought and, like, just valued my intelligence. Yeah. It's so, like, wow. That's shocking to me because, like, you used at least four words I didn't know today. (laughs) (laughs) But most people could, that's why they call me a pretentious bitch. I'm like, I'm oh, like, yeah, you, uh-huh, okay. Why do you? <laughs> yeah, no, I totally know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> I, have, I have some masters in writing. I, I'll never make any money ever. I already gave it up. I'm like, I'm an artist. <laughs> I got an MFA in poetry. Whoop-de-doo. Like, some, nothing's going to happen to me. That's awesome. But you know a lot of words. I know a lot of words. Yeah. And, yeah. More than four letters. Yeah, more than four syllables. Wow. I, I love that. I, I mean, I hate spelling mistakes, but one of the things <laughs> I would really love it if, and I, maybe I should do it, but I don't know how to, it's already public agenda. Anyways, I used to have this tear off day by day calendar of George W. Bush and it was all the stupid things oh he said. God. Like, I think that humans and fish can coexist together peacefully. <laughs> like what? There's all these great things he said, but I feel like we should do Trumpian Twitter a day where it's like the misspellings yeah I put one on today and he's like I need a break from and he spelled it B-R-A-K-E yeah idiot and I'm like you're the president (laughs) well just goes to show that like break anyone can be president so you know it's inspiring a lot of people (laughs) it's you know but the thing that makes me sad about it is that it it invalidates the office because there's so many people and especially even the cabinetry that he put together like there are so many people that have been in politics their whole lives and they have law degrees and they've studied like our ex-president Obama he studied constitutional law Mm -hmm. like they're real lawyers and judges and and they understand the governmental system that we are uh, they understand where it came from they read Alexander to Tocqueville and they go back all the way to you know Socratic theory and what is man and what is thought and all that stuff and he's like I'm a reality TV star with a lot of money. I'm the president now. It's like... Yep, exactly. What? Yeah. Who, like, it just, it just ruined our democracy. Or, it's like, who's gonna be the next president? Like, Honestly, Kim Kardashian's I don't know. butt? Well, like, look, who do you think, like, is gonna be the Democratic nominee? Like, I can't think, we're, like, I'm so scared. Bernie? We're gonna lo- I don't think that, 
he was too old to run again or he's well like, oh, i don't I know do that, that i mean that's they'll say that that'll be like a you know a point against him or whatever but like he might Come not back, ralph nader <laughs> i mean yeah he might be a little too far left yeah. <laughs> a little green um, yeah yeah i don't know i just we like i can't imagine that there's anyone that w- they would have consensus over well and when when they started saying like and it was so ridiculous oprah should run for president oh, and i God. said okay if and this was like what maybe six months eight months ago right and and at that time, there's a, there's a, she could have run for um, assemblywoman. They're, like right. they, they for Long Beach, I think they needed a new assemblywoman, and there's right. some certain like Orange County or something down. She could have easily been like, I'll do a two year stint on the California Assembly, right? And then potentially like, but she'd have to somehow be involved in government. I, I won't. I yeah. can't imagine now that anyone can be president. Like that, you can just say. Popularity rules. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna. I mean, if that's the case, then Jay Z should be the next president, or or, <laughs> or um, not Jay Z, the other one that everybody likes, Kanye West. Oh dear. Right? Like. No, thank you. Well, no, thank you. But <laughs> is it? Would it be any different than what we have now? There'd still be a lot of. No, tweeting. it wouldn't be any different. I, I don't think that it would be different. Ha- well, it would be a little different if Oprah was there, even if she didn't do government, but beforehand like assemblywoman because everyone would get a car you'll get a car (laughs) yeah it would be like the best like benefits ever like once a month (laughs) you could just see her get on the tv and be like i just signed into action one out of every 10 people is going to get a check exactly for three thousand dollars (laughs) what but like yeah i mean it's it's really hard to be like uh, I won't, I don't want, I don't like the way that this guy won. I don't support, uh, that, you know, just being a popular figure means that you can run for a, like go for a job that you're not qualified for. Right. Completely. But at the same time, like I, I also don't see like, do we have to fight fire with fire and just pick mm. one that like is more morally, you know, like more, you know, like an Oprah who would probably surround herself with actual people i don't know i mean i'm not saying i want her to be president but like do we have to resort to that right susan sarandon has to run in order to have (laughs) i mean but political stars and and what is it about our culture our american culture that we trust our celebrities with like yeah with with public thought opinion and like the democratic s- the system that we're and why do we put so much stock in, mm-hmm. in celebrity it, celebrity and it is is it the american dream like that could be me too well i think it's the american dream but i think it started out as like the british dream like it's oh. just like a, i think it's like that whole um royalty thing and then like having these like classes like we are because we have lost our middle class we are trying to find more classes like ways to define ourselves as groups again well socially the, the new servants and it's not yeah. you shouldn't call it the service industry anymore we should call it the servants industry right because now everyone's a chauffeur yeah you're either you're either like <laughs> the chauffeur you're either being driven around or you're right. the chauffeur you're the help yeah you're a servant now you're and not that the service is terrible but i mean i've I work in the service and I mean I guess entertainment is a service industry yeah it is a hundred percent so it's like but we're the special service industry because everybody likes us because we wear makeup or whatever I, yeah that's the thing is like I just don't know how hard it would be to to sell out slash buy in like so yeah for example at the beginning of 
the year, not this year, but two years ago, I did an experiment mm -hmm. where I wore makeup and did my hair and put on actual like outfits yeah. for seven days. Okay, yeah. And I was treated completely differently. Yep, I did that at work um, because I work with a lot of men. I'm in the tech industry and um, holy crap, I got way more respect than more. I ever did just dressing how, like really, like it's insane. It's insane. It's mind blowing. And even not just like for me, because this is my full-time job, not, not just here with people, which mm -hmm. was also people took me way more seriously. Audiences for comedy took me way more seriously. When you're dressed up? When I'm dressed up and wearing makeup. Other comedians were like, Ooh, didn't yeah. even know. They were like, oh my God, I don't even know who you are. And it's like, <sighs> I'm exactly the same person. Right. I'm just wearing makeup and an outfit that isn't jeans and a t-shirt. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's it. Exactly. And they're like, then the guys are like, but then it's so easy. Why don't you just do it all the time? Why don't you just do that? It's not easy. <laughs> it's like, what, you could get, what, why not just do it all the time? I'm like, <laughs> why don't you do it all? Like, yeah. at least I pluck my face. Like, yeah. me, get off me. Oh my like, God. Don't get me started <laughs> on like chin, my chin hair. Every time, so I have a pair of tweezers specifically for my car. Every time That's I get right. in my car, I put down the little mirror in front of my thing mm -hmm. and I pluck that one rogue hair mm. and then, yeah, it's like unbelievable. I have so many. <laughs> so many. I, my, That's because you're Jewish. That's yeah, because that's, we're cousins. That's because we're cousins. That's the Benjamin it side. It's the, I mean, it's like there's an... I've been fighting a war against my facial hair since I was <laughs> young. Listen, that's like... It's a joke that I have in my set that it's like, that's what our bat mitzvah is celebrating the first time you get a chin hair. Yeah, it's, <laughs> They're so bad. And I don't even... I can't even see them all now because my... Once you're over 40, you have ocular degeneration and I, oh. I can't see as well anymore. Well, that's good for you right but so i can't see them but everyone else can and my young boyfriend because he has good eyes and he's you know he's a general in the army against the war against my facial hair he's my main plucker now like we oh sit God. down and he'll be like where the where the trees there's just one right there and he'll get them and it's very sweet except that we were at the bus stop the other day and he's looking at me and the sun is shining on my face and he's like you're so beautiful i love you so much just there's just this one hair hold on just a second and he, and he brings pulls his, his hands tweezers out of his this big old hair and I'm like oh god you know I shouldn't have enlisted you you know what's the worst is when you um you like hold on to the, the tweezers hold on to the hair too hard and it breaks like right at the skin and you have to wait another like four days to actually get enough length and pluck it to out. pull it out and it yeah. gets it's it's hard yeah it's, and so I do <laughs> that gets done but the makeup I just I just don't care. Well, that much. you know, and it like I actually think it like reduces the quality of my skin like over time. I mean, sure. it looks good, you know, occasionally, but I do think that like I think it. I mean, we're putting chemicals on our faces, yeah, I mean, or dirt. Can that be good for you. The bare minerals are just right. dirt. It's like I'm gonna right. put dirt on my skin and make myself prettier. Yeah, <sighs> I, and prettier to who? Like, why, when did we decide that women? And I mm -hmm. guess it's true. I. I when I put on makeup, I look at myself and I go, Dang. I look put together. But I also feel like I look 10 years older than I am. Oh, really? When I put on makeup, I feel like I look 54 instead of 44. Because I, yeah. I, I I, feel like it almost shows the wrinkles more. Oh, when I even okay. out my skin tone, because I have freckles. Yeah. Because there's Irish in me too. When I even out the skin tone, then 
you can see all my wrinkles. Oh, then it's like a flat surface with like dark. Yeah, okay, I see what you mean. And so then I actually have to wear blush. But then I start feeling fake. Then I feel like I'm literally wearing a mask. Yes. Which then changes the way I do comedy because I feel like I'm acting. Ha ha ha. <laughs> As opposed yep. to... And I can act... But that is a very different thing. Like, I am singing and dancing for the men right now. I will say my lines. Hercules. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But when I don't have my face on, and I remember even my mom, she wouldn't leave the house without, like, three items. She'd be like, I can't leave my house without my face. She'd have to put on makeup. Oh. She'd, she'd have to put on at least lipstick and mascara. Otherwise, she'd be like, I cannot leave the house. I am too embarrassed to leave the house. Mm-hmm. So, not the best role model to have, I guess. Unless it's like, the world is a scary place and you have to put your face on, otherwise they will make fun of you for being ugly. Like, whoa, whoa. Yeah, my mom, like, didn't really wear makeup or anything. It, like, I think that's one of those things where I wish she did teach me how to do it because, like, I don't do it quite right. I had to learn from YouTube. Oh, that's a great way to learn. Yeah, it is. But, like, I'm not doing that kind of makeup, you right, know? Like, like, you just need to know how to, like, do I curl my eyelashes first and then put mascara on or do you do it I you don't have an it. eyelash curler that is some advanced I know shit. I'm in adv- I'm a green belt in karate in makeup karate wow I've never used an yeah. eyelash curler well let me tell you it is scary is it before or after as it turns out it's before and you should heat it up first so heat it like almost curl it almost curls your it, like you know like a curling iron sure. almost but not that hot don't you do heat that up the right. rubber yeah yeah I saw this one girl we were um, she was one of those I need to put my face on people we were going on skiing and I drove us for a day trip in the morning she's in the car she actually took out a lighter and lit it um, next and like ran it around the eyelash curler because she was putting on her makeup to heat it up in the car so that then she could like curl it correctly like that's um, to be underneath your goggles yes yeah Yeah, mm -hmm, mm-hmm mm-hmm there are people who, you know, like that's it's part of their armor, you know. Right. Wow. Well, uh, so we're we're past the hour. Yes. Are you, did you did you leave work for this? I did. Don't tell them. Okay. No. No. I won't. <laughs> no. Actually, I'm heading out right now to Vegas. Oh, how awesome! Yeah. What are you doing in Vegas? Um, just having one night of fun before I go to Zion and Bryce for like a fun like glamping trip. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And are you Yolo. going alone again or what are you doing? No, this I'm not allowed to go backpacking alone because there was another time that anyway. Like there was a cougar who threw you off a cliff. <laughs> ah. Just like another guy that of you know, interesting fellow uh, who fellow and interesting hang out fellow. with you more than so you So now I have a sh- I have to have a chaperone. So my friend is coming with me okay. and we're going to you know, have a what nice fun. What are you going to do in Vegas? I want to go. You know what I haven't done in a while? I haven't gone dancing. Oh good. You know what I mean? Yeah, like absolutely. club, like a club. I want to go to a club. Yeah. Watch out for the hip hop hop dogs sticking in your buns. The what? The guys that come up to you and they have a hard on and they like dance against you and they won't let you turn around <laughs> and see their face and they stick their dick in your butt. Not like in your butt, but like no, up no, against I know. your butt. I'll never. Yeah. That's something I learned when I was like younger and like going to like Ruby Sky. Yeah. They come up to you and, and the thing is you don't get to see their face first. So you're like, this is kind of assault. But they come it, up and like hold you and they're yeah. like doing it. And it's like, I did not give you permission to do that because yeah. I did not see your face. Exactly. And if you have bad breath, we are even, it is even worse. It's, yeah. That, then it's, yeah, definitely assault. Yeah. Then game <laughs> over. Get your pee pee out of my butthole. It's not really that. I mean, it's just that. I know. It's you. like they're a trying little to, hot dog situation. Yeah. yeah. It's not fun. <laughs> 
But yeah, so just watch anyway. out for that. Thank you. Yeah. That's some good advice. You are such a good Jewish mother already. <laughs> Make sure after every drink you have a glass of water. Okay. What else? Uh, don't forget to eat. Oh. Because okay. if you drink, and that's a problem with Vegas, is uh-huh. all the free booze. Oh, here's another okay. thing. Um, if you're gambling at the table and you want to get free booze, uh-huh. don't get mixed drinks because you don't know how much alcohol they do or don't put in them. Always okay. get a beer. Okay. Because they open the beer right there for you and right. you know exactly what's in a Heineken. Yeah, that's such and a good point. And you're getting it for free. So I usually stick with... Beer. If you want to drink hard alcohol, just go to Walgreens and buy yourself buy a your bottle own. and leave it up in your room. Yeah. Because you can move your glasses anywhere you want in any right. of the hotels. Yeah. It's open container light. You can actually take your drink on the street and walk from hotel to hotel with a drink in your hand. I mean, there are no rules. There are no rules there. It's great. <laughs> uh, before you leave, where are you staying? It's always fun. To oh, see. the Cosmo. Um, I've never even heard of that. I did place. it with Hotel Tonight. It's the Cosmo's one of those like slightly newer ones within the last ten years that cool. has uh, it. Uh, it's really cool. They have like, it's very decadent. Like there's chandeliers everywhere and like sparkle things. And it's like very well done. I even had to call them today because my friend is going to be there before me. And I wanted to make sure she could be on the guest. Like she could get in before I got there. And uh, they were like so cool. And so like, yeah, absolutely. And here's this other, there's a free thing. Here's a thing. You know, like they just like want you to have like the best time. Yeah. That's what I love about Vegas. Yeah. And they... Don't give a shit that look the other way. Are you going to do any comedy? You know, I... Do you know where to go? Uh, Zach Wiseman. Do you know Zach Wiseman? He used to live in no. Vegas. If you hit him up on Facebook before okay. you leave. I'll find... Um, Zach O. Wiseman. I do He's know that silver. guy, Alex. Just Alex. Is he still in Vegas? I don't know. Do you know I also know guy? Richard Kiss. I think okay. he's out of Vegas. Um, but I don't... I mean... If you have time to Facebook on your way to the airport or yeah, in the car or exactly. wherever, mm-hmm. Zach O. Wiseman and be Zach like, hey, I was on Pam's show today and she mentioned you used to be a Vegas comedian. Do you have any suggestions on right. where to do open miking? There's also a Las Vegas group like Bacon. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. So look that one up and see. Lawson. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like that, but it's the Las Vegas comedy yeah. network guys and girls and whatever. So, um, oh, cool. But the easiest way to do it would probably be hit up Zach Wiseman. Just okay. send him a message and say like... Fellow Jew? <laughs> probably. <laughs> probably. He's, um, yeah, I mean... It mean, doesn't matter. Wiseman, I'm just, yeah. you know, tying it all back. Yeah, tying it all back. <laughs> hey, I'm glad that you're willing to recognize me as one of the tribe. Oh, I've yeah. I've always seen myself that way, but other people are like... Listen. You're not... I'm like, you I are. Mean latke. You totally are. You are for sure Jewish. Thank you for the tip with the frozen hash browns. Oh, you are so welcome. That is so amazing. And uh, I am. Um, don't tell my bubby that you said her whole recipe on, you know, online or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Michaela Lassig, this has been a pleasure. I hope that you win lots and lots of money in Vegas. Ching, ching. Thanks. Yeah. Glitter kittens. That's another one. That's a really great quarter slot oh it's, i thought you were gonna say strip club um no no because that would be a good name it's yeah it maybe that'll be my stripper name glitter kitten glitter kitten yeah yeah <laughs> okay uh, have so much fun thank, thank you, you for talking about everything today yeah. this was great fun and i hope that uh i can book you soon on a pamtastics we do Friday. i would absolutely love let that. me know when ask you, you anyway are back and i'm actually next i'm gonna be out for i'm gonna be in um Italy and Greece for the next three weeks. So manja, manja, yeah, and whatnot. To. That's so yeah. cool. And it's super cheap too. Wow. The whole trip is costing us less than two thousand dollars a piece. Holy, including crap. round trip tickets. Airbnbs are so cheap in Italy and Greece. Oh my god, Greece, yeah, so especially. Cheap. I didn't realize it was so cheap in Italy. Like, like as low as seventeen dollars a night. 
and not for like a hostel for like a place with a kitchen and our own bedroom and, and all wow. that kind of stuff yeah crazy wow so I was like yeah we're going we're going yeah you gotta go yeah so and $550 round trip tickets I was like oh I can't God. pass it up I gotta go and you know what this is the time where the wine is um, uh, being harvested like it's a good time to to go to those areas I love all the wine me too yeah and the and the, and the olives and the oh fishes God. and the, all the stuff Oh, have the best time. Yeah, you have the best time camping with your friends. Thank friend. you. Watch out for those homeless men on the trail. Uh, I will. Uh, I tell them to watch out for me. Yeah, what was your, what was the pseudonym you wrote under? Um, Christina Tivoli, because she's a, I'm a West Coast Jew and she's an East Coast Catholic. That's a, that's a great name. Yeah, thank you. Perfect. <laughs> uh, well, go look up the real Michaela Lassick and all the great stuff she's doing. Go see her at a Hella Funny Show. Go see her at a great show I don't know yeah wherever you can find me on the places yeah and this has been mutinyradio.fm I won't see you or you guys won't hear me for three weeks but when I come back from my trip I'm gonna be recording things there so it'll be a lot of fun when I come back you guys can hear about you know my 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 tips for being poor and still traveling. Just because we're poor doesn't mean we shouldn't travel. Come on, get out there, see the world. It's okay. Uh, this has been some Call Me Tim. Uh, go read the Bible or something, you freaks. of swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutinyradio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> Hey, Mutineers, Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon, with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show, one of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about service. It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we got to serve somebody. And Bill understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people I know. And it's one of the reasons I love to listen to him. He breaks down socialism, democracy, protest history, workers' news, and the power of unions. Along with that, he serves up an excellent mix of jazz, Latin, gospel, hip-hop, and traditional folk ballads. Great stuff. Check it out. Labor and Love is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Serve somebody.
out at Mutiny Radio. Chester Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as movies over there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Bamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. They have a fun time at Pamtastics deep in the mission where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off for <laughs> is in duty this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer cottage on the mountain ridge for the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday, 8 to 10, down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash cock, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Vinyl, records, round, played, mixed. All for you every Saturday from noon to two by Scott Walk. Amazing artist, music DJ, vinyl enthusiast. That is flat black plastic. My name is Breakfast, and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long, we have gone without a Chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. As your Chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, Write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders. Look good on camera. End all hunger, crime, abuse, war, disease, disasters, sadness, depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, regression, and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. And... Invest in an American flag pin to be worn prominently on my stylish jackets. It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor. 
problem in the following 16 points. Point 1. The free city of Danzig should return to the Reich unconditionally and forthwith on account of its purely German character and the unanimous will of its population. Point 2. The corridor should decide itself whether it desires to belong to Germany or Poland. For this purpose a plebiscite should be held. Point 3. Those entitled to vote in this plebiscite would be all Germans and Poles who had been resident in the corridor since the 1st of January 1918 or had been born there. All Germans expelled from the corridor or forced to leave would return in order to cast their votes. Point four.
Thank you.
you not to drink it? The child says, aha. You say, what did I just say? You said, for two not for two drinks, you drink. So every time I tell you that, don't I? I said, when I have a drink, don't you drink it. Don't I say that? Aha. Uh -huh. Now tell me what I said. You said, for two not for two drink, you drink. That's right. So you put it down. You go to get the paper, the child picks it up again. And quickly starts to drink it. You say, give me that. Didn't I just tell you that? Aha. Uh -huh. Well, why did you do it? I don't know. Well, that's brain damage. If you know you're not supposed to do something, and you do it, and then people say, why did you do it? You say, that's brain, I don't know. Brain damage. Brain damage.
Radio.fm. Go to website. Donate some money. We need it.
The politicians were a bit more bloodthirsty than ours today, but they used much the same sort of arguments to win popularity, told much the same sort of lies, and betrayed their best friends to gain power for themselves. Fearing that Caesar's becoming too powerful, a group of his most trusted supporters, led by Brutus, conspired to kill him. In the Capitol building, he's treacherously stabbed to death. As a crowd collects, Brutus is heard addressing the mob. Romans, countrymen, and lovers. Hear me for my cause. Believe me for mine honor. If there be any in this assembly, any dear friend of Caesar's, to him I say that Brutus' love to Caesar was no less than his. If then that friend demand why Brutus rose against Caesar, this is my answer. Not that I loved Caesar less, but that I loved Rome more. Had you rather Caesar were living and die all slaves than that Caesar was dead to live all free men? As Caesar loved me, I weep for him. As he was fortunate, I rejoice at him. As he was valiant, I honor him. But as he was ambitious, I slew him. There is tears for his love, joy for his fortune, honor for his valor, and death for his ambition. With this I depart, that as I slew my best lover for the good of Rome, I have the same dagger for myself when it should please my country to need my death. No sooner has Brutus given his reasons for the murder than Mark Antony, following the blood-stained corpse of Caesar, takes this opportunity to turn that murder to his own advantage. A new ruler must be elected to succeed Julius Caesar. Listen to Mark Antony, the great master of words, as he speaks over the coffin of Caesar to the crowd below. Friends, Romans, countrymen, lend me your ears. I come to bury Caesar, not to praise him. The evil that men do lives after The good is often turned with their bones. So let it be with Caesar. The noble Brutus hath told you Caesar was ambitious. If it were so, it were a grievous fault, and grievously hath Caesar answered it. Here, under leave of Brutus and the rest, for Brutus is an honorable man, so are they all, all honorable men, come I to speak in Caesar's funeral. He was my friend, faithful and just. But Brutus says he was ambitious, and Brutus is an honorable man. 
He has brought many captives home to Rome, whose ransoms did the general coffers fill. Did this in Caesar seem ambitious? When did the poor have cried, Caesar hath wept? Ambition should be made of sterner stuff, yet Brutus says he was ambitious, and Brutus is an honorable man. You all did see that on the Lupercal I thrice presented him a kingly crown which he did thrice refuse. Was this ambition? No!
a child's garden of grass. Many people have smoked marijuana. Many have seen marijuana, but very few people have ever heard marijuana. The history of marijuana. Marijuana was first discovered in Twin Falls, Idaho in 1907 by a small Polish immigrant by the name of Wayne Krolka. The discovery occurred in early May while Wayne was working late in his study one evening trying to find a shorter route to India. That's one small toad for man. increases creativity from 8 to 11 times. In fact, everyone finds that they're more creative stone than straight. All of us are latent Michelangelo's or Caruso's or Da Vinci's and think we can paint or sing or write if only we try hard enough. Sometimes the ceiling seems to be three floors above you. But get up and walk down a flight of stairs, and that flight of stairs becomes infinite. 